0: Did you know that nearly 9 out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential.
1: Culture for me is establishing circumstances by which people are pointing in the same direction when you're not looking. And that... People are moving in that one direction, they're committed, they're delivering the best work of their career in in the relatively short number of years they're probably working for you. You want them to look back and say, that's the time that I did the best work, the work that I was most proud of.
0: Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate, Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever changing industry. Welcome to the Real Trending podcast, where we talk to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, the Senior Director of Data and Content for HousingWire and Realtrends. And today, I'd like to welcome Damian Eels. He is the CEO of Move, which operates Realtor.com. Damian joined Realtor.com in June after serving as an Executive Vice President and Global Head of Transformation for News Corp. So he's going to share his vision for Realtor.com and how he plans to transform the portal. So welcome, Damien.
1: Hi, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation uh, to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great talking to you. I I missed you at Tom Ferry's um, Success Summit. I know Clayton called me and said, come into the the green room. And I was interviewing someone, so I wasn't able to come in right when when he was talking to you. So sorry, I didn't get a chance to say hello.
1: no problem. It was a, It was an amazing event, actually. just getting used to uh, American uh, real estate events. Yeah. they're big they're big oh, yes. and the Tom, The Tom Ferry event uh, is bigger than most, that's for sure. It's, uh, it was oh yeah amazing, amazing It was a h- yeah, it
0: was great. I really enjoyed myself. Um, talked to some really great people, so I want to just start. I have been um, in real estate as a journalist. When um, Realtor.com was first started, and there was a ton of controversy is it going to replace the MLS? And then it became, um, I know NAR kind of uh, formed it through their for profit subsidiary, uh, the Realtors Information Network. It recovered from the eventual sale to move. Um, You guys were like leading all of the portals for a long time. And then by 2011, kind of Zillow and Trulia started to overtake as the most visited site. I know that you have said that you're pissed off about that and that you are ready to, to change that. Um, and so I wanted to, before we really talk about those strategic moves, I really wanted to find out like what excites you about the possibilities for realtor.com coming up.
1: Oh, well, first of all, uh, you know, I've got to say that I'm lucky enough to be the custodian for uh, uh, one of the most important brands in the industry. I mean, the, Realtor.com brand is synonymous with real estate, with residential real estate, and it's also synonymous with trust and authority. Um, it, it gets that from the fact that it was the original uh, search portal for real estate, um, you know, obviously formed all of those years ago in, as you said, 1994. Um, it is, I think, synonymous uh, with real estate to the same extent that Google is synonymous with search, and so having uh, that asset at our uh, disposal, I think, is a really exciting opportunity. And you know, yes, uh, um, I did I did say on stage recently that I it was it pisses me off to be n- number two. It really does. Uh, that being said, uh, uh, you know, we are number one on a number of different measures, and one in particular is that we are we are the most uh, trusted brand by real estate professionals. And so we've got to leverage that uh, to our advantage. Uh, I'm also really excited, to be honest, because I work for uh, as much as I work within uh, uh, realtor.com, I, we are part of a much bigger uh, organisation called News Corp. And, you know, there is so much that we can leverage from that. Association uh, that will add a lot of value to our consumers and to our customers. Uh, You know, uh, News Corp in North America has 160 million unique audience. And of course, we own the majority stake in a company called REA, uh, which uh, owns, which operates uh, realestate.com.au, perhaps the most successful digital real estate company globally so there's so much that we're learning from our colleagues there Um, if we can leverage and harness the benefits of being in the news corp family we're going to get a lot done
0: yeah and I'll I want to go into detail about that in a little um, a couple of questions down but first I want to talk about strategy because you talked about a at the Tom Ferry event you talked about a three-pronged strategy where it's grow audience, quality leads and prepare for listings, which you've recently obviously um, launched a new product for that. So go in, can you go into a little more detail about what that strategy really means to agents and, and the real estate community?
1: Well, I guess like most of News Corp's businesses, uh, everything starts with an audience and, and uh, you know, we've developed great capabilities across all of our business units to to establish and engage uh large scale audiences and, and uh and as I touched uh, on it before, but you know, News Corp brings a lot of value to the table that we can leverage for realtor.com. dot com. I mentioned that number of 160 million uh uniques uh um you know at, of those 160 million, 100 million of them uh don't access realtor.com today so so getting hold of those um, customers is really important there's a few different ways that we can do that now, first is through leveraging the brands that comprise those that audience and you know some of our brands would be uh, well-known household names but when I talk to a lot of our customers that they, they don't necessarily recognize that they are part of our family so you know Dow Jones, The Wall Street Journal, market watch, Barons, all in that Dow Jones family, we can access the benefits of those brands. We we also own the New York Post, uh, obviously, um, which is not just a New York brand. It is a, a national and even a global uh, news media brand. The fastest growing news media brand in the US is the Sun US, uh, an offshoot from our, our UK business. Um, uh, very fast-growing, uh, enormous opportunity to talk to uh, their audience, which stretches right across this uh, continent. Um, and we've got other brands that you know I didn't even uh, realise we owned uh, that. Perhaps we can we can find ways to to do business together. I, I often look at Bible Gateway. Uh, I don't know what the opportunity is there, but eight million people are looking at that website. Uh, every month. And uh, there must be opportunities for us to, to work together. Uh, so our brands are really powerful brands. They're authoritative and trusted brands. Uh, how can we leverage media placement within those brands to drive audience back to realtor.com? And how can we access and leverage our journalism, our, our capabilities to create new and engaging content to drive people back to realtor.com? The an example I, I use uh, often in, in this regard is, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, I think it was Max Scherzer was traded from the from the uh, um, uh, from the Mets in New York down to Dallas for the Texas Rangers, and it was the biggest sports story of the day at the New York Post. Well, later that day, a couple of hours later, our team was writing stories about. What houses Max should be looking at with his check that he received um, from the Texas Rangers uh, um, when he got gets down to Dallas, and that story really trafficked fantastically because we leveraged uh, the traffic that was being generated from New York Post. There are many, many, many opportunities for us to tie the two things together, uh, and and that's how we we see ourselves improving audience in terms of improving high quality leads. There's a few different ways uh, that we can do that. But first, you know, we've got an advantage already insofar as our audience is more engaged, uh, has a higher propensity propensity to be looking to either buy or sell a house than than the audience of any of our competitors. So, trans, translating audience into leads, we already have an advantage uh, in that regard. Uh, but we think that we prove that even more. Um, For one, we have uh, not only significant investment in artificial intelligence in our own business, but I'm trying to leverage what we're doing in REA in Australia and what we're doing more broadly in News Corp. How can we apply that science to our audience to ensure that we're getting a better quality lead for our customer? Um, We're also doing it through uh, how we're positioning our brand If our brand is the most trusted brand by real estate professionals, more pros go to Realtor.com. We think we can translate that into more consumers going to Realtor.com, and in doing it, we think we'll we'll, uh, bolster the brand of realtors themselves. So you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways that we can drive a more uh, a more high intent audience to into our business, which generates better quality. Leads, And you're right, the third was that I mentioned at Tom Ferry was we want more listings. And, uh, you know, I think the mind and mood of of realtors out there is turning to, yes, I've been a buyer, buyer's agent for my entire career, but now I need to start thinking about uh, what listings uh, I I can grab. Uh, You know, very tough market at the moment. Uh, we're, We're really locked into these high interest rates. But they will come down, cycles turn. And when it does turn, that trickle of listings will turn into a torrent because there's been this pent up demand for such a long period of time. And, and I think that to that extent, our job is really to, to do our best to ensure that our agents are prepared for that. And we, we'll, we've done that through a new product called Listing Toolkit that we, we can talk more about later. But Listing Toolkit fundamentally, gives our agents uh, the opportunity to be seen by those uh, uh, customers who are coming to our site uh, looking to um, list their house. Uh, And oftentimes it's those who are looking to buy. The majority of those who are looking to buy a house are also looking to sell a house. So we capture them.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's a a total flywheel approach to, uh, especially with your content, uh, which is something we also leverage quite heavily here at uh, at housing wire and, and that so yeah let's talk a little bit about your listing toolkit um, it's a new sell side product that you have um, can you give me a little more information about it and and what you're hoping to really accomplish with the with the new product what are some of the what are some of the highlights that agents really need to understand about it
1: well you know first and foremost it's exciting because it's the first product that we've rolled out in some time and, and, and certainly the first product since I've been in the company. So' uh, it's, it's got a special place in, in my heart simply for that uh, reason. but also you know the mind and mood of realtors today is very much uh, and I think that' that's, that's a little bit associated with that change in mind and mood I think is a little associated with the, uh, the uh, various class actions that are occurring at the moment. Uh, concern about the future viability uh, of a buying agent uh, model, uh, and and you know I think uh, it's fair to say that you know some of our competitors r- really don't treat buyers agents with any respect for the professional value that they deliver to their customers. We do, and but we've, we've, we 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 recognise that change in in mind and mood, and we want to make sure that we are well positioned to offer our customers a way to generate more listings. It's as simple as that. And so, you know, uh, our, um, our listing toolkit gives the opportunity uh, to help clients prepare proposals for, um, for their customers uh, to win their listing. We, we plug our listing agent toolkit into various different uh, CRMs and Cloud CMA uh, as an example. Uh, our um, we give our agents enhanced uh, branding so that when we generate that audience of sellers, they are well uh, positioned to uh, to promote their experience, their success in the local market, then we connect those two parties. It's as simple as that. We, uh, since we uh, did our soft launch actually with Tom and, uh, and, and his community, uh, we've had enormous uh, success. Uh, we, we are signing up uh, agents right around the country now. Uh, I th- I'm, I'm certain it's going to be a very successful uh, product. We're very excited by it.
0: Congratulations. That's great. Uh, and you talked about the commission lawsuits. I want to talk a little bit about that because there are all kinds of, um, we don't exactly know what are, what's in the REMAX or Anywhere settlement um, agreement and they have not been approved yet. Mm-hmm. However, There is rumor that it'll be um, kind of a disengaging from NAR um, in in that they will not require their brokers to be members of NAR, participate in the MLS. Um, You know, again, this is somewhat of a rumor um, what's in the settlement agreements, but I just wanted to know your thoughts because the other rumor is that the portals are going to take over the role of an MLS, which of course is a little more difficult than I think people understand um but what are your thoughts on on all of this
1: well look on the first part of that question and then i'll come to the the mls's secondly but on the first part of the question you know it's, i think it, it, it's probably, it's dangerous to you know, speculate on speculation but it it uh i don't know how these lawsuits w- will play out i come from a market where we don't really have buyers agents and I can tell you, uh, having bought homes in in Australia uh, over thirty years, I missed the fact that I didn't have representation. Um, it was n- nerve wracking is an understatement when you know that the you're only dealing with an agent who is representing the seller. There is nobody in your corner. There is nobody telling you that. The the negatives of that property. There is only somebody telling you the positives of that property. There is nobody acting on your behalf to negotiate the right deal. Uh, There is only somebody acting on behalf of the the seller who is trying to maximise their price. So, so I have uh, in this role, I have an enormous respect for the professionalism and the capability that buyers agents bring to the table. Uh, Not all of our competitors think that the same way. Some call them fake agents. These are professionals who are fulfilling a, a very independent purpose uh, for the end uh, consumer. Um, so I don't know how this, these cases will play out, but what I do know is that it is in the interests of Americans to have um, effective buyers, agents providing that independent uh, representation. Um, in terms of the uh, the selling The MLS uh, uh, side of that question, I I don't see that occurring. Is simple answer certainly not from realtor.com. You know, we we were born of the industry. Uh, We stand alongside the industry. I've just come back from a conference uh, where we had a number of our MLS partners there. We want to lean into the relationship with MLSs. We think that we can win together to help. I mean, fundamentally. The customers of the MLS are our customers. Um, We have a united uh, purpose. We are both for the benefit of buyer and selling agents. Uh, We think that we can do a better job in adding value to those MLS relationships. Um, uh, We're doing some work on that at the moment. We're not really ready to talk too much more about it, but, but... Suffices to say that we want to partner with the MLSs. There there's speculation that others uh, may well try and disintermediate the MLSs. That's not our game. It may well be uh, the play of others.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a lot more um, difficult than anyone you know to, to disintermediate the MLSs. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting how this all ends up um, playing out. But to me, the MLS's offer offer um, just a more of a, I guess, authority or accuracy in what they're doing. Um, it would be really hard. And I'm not saying that realtor.com isn't accurate in what they have. I'm just saying that to take that cooperation and compensation out of it um, would be really difficult Move so um, it'll it'll be interesting how it all it all plays out. But-, well, but
1: most of our relationships are direct with the MLSs, and where we have a direct productive relationship, um, it's typically it typically works well for both parties. Um, all of our competitors, I might add, are brokers. So Zillow is a broker, so they they all operate using the IDX agreement, um, and. And we think that we think that it is it is better that we are not uh, a broker to uh, in that to that extent. and so we, we would much prefer a productive win-win relationship with MLs is that that's what we're aiming for.
0: Yeah, the other thing is um, you had mentioned uh you know buyers agents, as fake agents, but i I don't know if um people realize that most brokers do maybe sixty percent buy side. To forty percent sell side transactions, um, so you know there. I think people make the assumption that that it's all sell side, um, but it's actually more buy side than sell side than a traditional brokerage company. So. Uh,
1: absolutely, and mm-hmm. and look, I, I just have a fundamental belief. It's it's in my DNA that we're here to to support and build and develop our customers you know where we are joined at the hip with with our customers our our success is when our customers grow now we we've got work to do i might add we we don't always make it easy uh, for our customers to be successful and we need to be much more empathetic um but uh but we'll we'll do that we're making fantastic progress on that front and there is a lot more to come but um Um, I've got this brand that was born of the industry, it's by and for the industry, we're joined at the hip with the industry, that has to be to our great advantage. And I'm confident that if we improve our audience, and if we can be more empathetic to the needs of our customers, uh, we will gain a revenue share.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk more personal. Um, I I I always ask this question in every podcast because I find it fascinating. Um, You know, most leaders and entrepreneurs, they kind of have these aha moments um, throughout their careers where they realize, oh, wait, I need to change things up. I need to do something differently. A lot of times there are multiple aha moments. um, But what is the aha moment that you've had that's made the greatest impact um, on your career uh, in leadership?
1: Well, look, I think, uh, you know, I think when I was a, a younger leader, I, I probably was a little cynical to the term culture when referenced in in terms of business. Maybe it's because I I didn't fully understand it, and and I was didn't have a good definition of culture. And, and I think over the years I've I've uh, studied and experimented and uh, through trial and error, and I suppose I've I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how do I create a, a culture of high performance H- how do I create an environment or, or circumstances you know it strikes me that when I you know when you get your first management job and mine was on the floor of a department store and and I might have been in charge of ten people when, when you've got ten people you can see them all it's real it's actually quite easy in hindsight uh, to lead a team of ten people because you know what everyone's doing, and you can talk to them every every hour of the day. And I think that as you get into bigger roles, and ten becomes a hundred, and a hundred becomes a thousand, etc. Culture for me is establishing circumstances by which people are pointing in the same direction when you're not looking, and when you're not in the same building, let alone the same city, let alone the same country, and that people are moving in that one direction. They're committed. Uh, they're delivering the best work of their career in this in the relatively short number of years they're probably working for you you want them to be developed you want them to look back and say that's the time that i did the best work the work that i was most proud of and i i think that there's a the answer to that question then is a lot more complex but you know how we give our people a uh, a very clear and dominant goal. For me, that is that I, I want to be number one in the industry and that is a, a unifying and galvanising purpose. It's going to take us uh, time, obviously, but, um, uh, but also giving people um, the reason and the meaning or the higher purpose uh, for why we're going to ask them to put in an extra hour. That they might not otherwise do, and and again, I think that we've got we have got unique purpose in our industry and in our business because uh, putting people into a home has to be one of the most important decisions of a person's life, and the consequences of home ownership in terms of economic prosperity are enormous. So I really think that um, playing a role in that uh, value chain, I think, is uniquely purposeful. And on, on our customer side, that's a, on our consumer side, on our customer mm-hmm. side, I feel quite a, uh, a responsibility to ensure that our customers can, you know, in many respects survive in a, at a time like now. You know, the, if, if, if at our peak there was 6 million hold in the US and now it's 4 million, There are a lot of people, there are a lot of realtors who are really hurting and we have a job to do to ensure that they can survive. And indeed, we have a lot of customers who desire significant growth and we have an obligation to help them grow, empower their growth. And I also think that's a really purposeful uh, role that we play. So, you know, there's a whole lot more to creating a high performance culture in my mind, but it's something that I feel like I've been studying for uh, 30 years across my career. Uh, I'm sure I haven't affected it, but I'd like to think that we're getting better and better.
0: Yeah. And and that kind of leads me into my next question. You said you've been studying it. So where do you look for inspiration and motivation? What leaders do you follow? Um, you know, are there any podcast books that you um particularly really have learned a lot or, or enjoyed
1: you'll be pleased to know that i'm a very uh a very big podcast uh fan i i i listen to podcasts every every single day and you know i when i guess my my favorite podcasts or authors i, I listen to a lot of uh, scott galloway prof prof g's a very very smart very smart uh guy um who i've got a lot out of over many years both his books and uh and his um and his podcast is just fantastic um i i, I love anything to do with media and technology um you know recode media by peter kafka is fantastic and uh, actually founders is a great podcast the tim ferris podcast i i love uh listen to it all the time um i'm also a real fan of um of politics uh, believe it or, or, or not and um you wouldn't know it, but American politics uh, is is a very uh, big genre in journalism in Australia as well. And uh, but being in having been in New York for the last two years and now in Austin, uh, I'm fascinated by American politics and and the greatest. I think one of the best uh, podcasts uh, in, in that uh, genre for me is the uh, Potomac po- Potomac Potomac. How do you pronounce Potomac in Washington DC? You can Potomac. You can- Potomac,
0: Potomac Watch, <laughs> yep.
1: Potomac Watch by the by the team at the Wall Street Journal opinion pages is is an outstanding podcast as well. That's what I listen yeah to.
0: I haven't listened to that one. I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Um, because yeah, I think our um, our political uh, genre or or landscape right now is really really interesting and evolving. So definitely,
1: we live in interesting times.
0: Oh, we do, we do. Uh, My final question is just what does the future hold for uh, Realtor.com?
1: I'm probably recapping it. It it touches on a lot of what I've already said, but number one, we have an amazing brand and we have an amazing relationship with both consumers and our customers. Our customers want us to win, uh, and, and I'm confident that if we can, number one, grow our audience, which we've already uh, begun to do. Uh, And by the way, we'll leverage the News Corp Network to do that. Uh, If we can improve uh, how we service our customers, uh, we've we've begun to do that. If we can generate uh, more leads and we're turning significant attention now to the listing side of that marketplace and turning a lot of our audience to that side, I'm very confident that if we can get those things right, lean into the industry, not away from it, work with our partners, not against them, uh, I'm very confident that we'll grow our revenue share. That, that's our objective. I have my brief is to grow uh, this business and, 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 uh, and that's what we're going to do.
0: Well, Damien, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. I am super excited to see dot realtor.com um, goes with your leadership. And uh, I will definitely be following closely. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Tracy. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.